Are, are you ready for tonight? I'm trying to be ready. If I was not on with you, I'd be far more ready. <laughs> so I'm sorry if we're, if, if we're hurting your chances. But I mean, how, how crucial are these things of friendships in, in our democracy? I think that they're incredibly important. I think the conversation is important because it um, forces us to confront some of the fundamental assumptions I think we've had in this country uh, since 1994 about where we're going. Um, in terms of race relations. So I think the assumption in the early days was that, in fact, friendship was a marker of social progress, that if black people and white people could have their children play together, that somehow that meant that we had overcome our dark past. And I suppose part of what I wanted to do with my research was to ask some questions about whether that is, in fact, true and what are the conditions for real friendship. Are they in place yet as, as, we, as we move towards that goal and that ideal? How do you go about researching something like that? Well, it was a theoretical piece of research, right? So typically the Ruth First Fellowship has um, engaged people who are active in the media. And so I'm not a traditional journalist in the sense that I don't go out and report issues. I'm an op-ed contributor. So in some ways I'm more of a public voice than I am a journalist. And so what I did was I looked at texts. I looked at um, much of the research and the writing that has been done in the last 30 years about a race, about democracy, about friendship, but I also looked at um, philosophical texts to, to, to seek answers. And so Aristotle was an obvious place to look in thinking about this question about the link between friendship and democracy. And then what I do was, did was I stitched together the text because my sense is that actually South Africans have talked about this issue a lot, and I wanted to mirror that to ourselves. And so I used the texts that people have already written, and I've asked um, poet and performer Lebo Mashile to speak those words, and I do a bit of analysis um, kind of in between. So it, it's different. It'll be interesting. I mean, you're, you're asking quite a provocative question. Can whites and blacks be friends in the new South Africa? Do you find an optimistic answer at the end of that research or, or a cynical one like, like some South Africans today? I want to guard against conclusions. So I don't ever think it's useful to be optimistic, nor do I think it's useful to be cynical. So I think the position of being skeptical. <laughs> so I, I, I opt for skepticism because a skeptic has a sense of humor, I think. A skeptic is critical, but a skeptic also has a sense of hope. I think all of those are necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why do you think you were selected for, for this lecture, Sisanke? And, and, and who was Ruth first in, in this discussion? So I was selected, but another fellow was also selected. Every year the, the Ruth first um, committee selects one or two fellows um, uh, and here yeah, they chose the theme of race. Um, so the other fellow is uh, Panasha Dramadzi. She's an amazing um, um, young scholar, um, activist, um, very interesting, and she's going to be speaking about the question of coconuts, about this young black generation who um, supposedly has integrated into whiteness, into white institutions and so on. So I think they chose the two of us um, because we represent people who are thinking and reflecting publicly about questions of race, but also because in some ways we are, uh, uh, Panache is much younger than me, so she's in her 20s and I've just reached my 40s, but we represent a different generation, the generation that has led us in questions of national unity and has definitely been a generational shift. Um, and so I think the, the committee wanted to reflect that. Could, could you reflect a little on the, the legacy of Ruth first and, and, and who she was and, and maybe where it speaks to where we are today? Yeah, so I think Ruth first was an, an, an incredible activist, also someone who located herself at the center of 
research, um, academia, uh, journalism, public voice. She did amazing things. She um, she acted a, um, in a film. Uh, so she played with the boundaries of what it meant to be a public person. Um, uh, she also happened to have Joe Lobo fall in love with her. Um, and so they were a remarkably um, interesting power couple who who um, you know fought for freedom and, and for democracy. And Ruth first on this very day um, was killed in 1982 um, in a bombing um, that also took um, uh, the arm and the, and the eye of, of um, Justice Albi Sachs. Um, she was teaching in Maputo at the time at the university there. And so she, 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 in many ways, is an inspiration because she forces us to ask the question of what happens when white people in South Africa give up their specialness, when they say, I will join with black people in a struggle for justice and equality and give up some of my own specialness as a white person. Because white pers- white, whiteness has its protections, right, its privileges. Mm-hmm. So in many ways, thinking about her life forces us to ask the question that I'm asking in my lecture, which is, what does it truly mean for black people and white people in this society to be friends? And part of what that means is nobody in the relationship is more special than the other.